Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. All right. Welcome in. It's us. To another rousing rendition of Libservative. We're a few minutes late. I had a little bit of a peekaboo poop. I had to take care of that. Corey didn't even know that. Oh, hey. Peekaboo. That's why I was missing. Now now I'm just sitting here hopeful that I wiped enough. Is that what you call it, Dan? A peekaboo poop? Yeah, when it just kind of sneaks up on you like that. Uh, sneaky shit. You got to got to go. It's a family friendly show, Corey. I didn't want to use that. I didn't want to use that vulgar language. <laughs> not not one minute in. <laughs> I was listening to our episode last week, actually, and I say the word fuck a lot, and I think I replaced the word um with the word fuck. I mean, when you're as frustrated as you and I are with the status of our political system, yeah, I usually replace um with fuck a lot too. <laughs> It just doesn't sound as, um, uh, it just, it sounds like I know what the fuck I'm talking about when I just fucking say fuck a bunch of times, you know, like, fuck, I don't even know what I want to fucking say next. Don't you know that cursing is a sign of intelligence, Corey? What they say. It is what they say. People who say fuck don't sound like they don't know what they want to say. It's people who say, um, I don't know who they are, but that's what they say. Uh, what are you drinking this evening, Corey Walsh? I got some more champagne of beers and some Basil Hayden's over here in this little glass. You're going to need every drop. Yeah. And real quick, before we even move on, I'm trying to make this into a habit of saying this. Welcome to the Libservative Podcast. It is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is podpage.com slash Libservative. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. You can find our transcripts at Libservative Podcast at WordPress.com. That should actually say monologue, not transcripts. The whole transcript isn't on there. Yeah, it's true. You our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. If you are in the local area and you're going to see Jimmy Dore this Saturday, look out for the Libservative crew. We will be there. Mm-hmm. Not affiliated with Jimmy Dore. Yeah, he doesn't know we're coming, but... He doesn't know we're coming. We're going to raise hell. <laughs> we're going to be there. And by that, I just mean we're going to sit there and watch the show. That's <laughs> yeah, just hammered. That's, Pass that's out some I mean. stickers. Uh, yeah. What do we have in front of us, Corey Walsh? First, let me tell you what I'm drinking. I got a special one here. So I made a pop into uh, to uh, BB's Liquor over there on 13 and Shaner. Where would that be? That be It, it doesn't Warren? matter. No one gives a fuck Warren? except for like the people from around here. It's true. I went with. I got their. I got their bullet, uh, single barrel, bourbon, barrel pick. Oh, you got some BB at the BB. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I see what you did there. It's. Uh, ah. I, I haven't decided how I feel about it yet. A little oaky, a little smoky, but uh, I got to dive. Bullet in makes it. a good bourbon. I got to dive. I actually, I really like their uh, their green label rye. That's probably my favorite bullet product. <coughs> yeah. So I got to get into a little bit of the nuance of this one. So maybe I'll uh, I'll let you know. Give it a sniff. Mm. 
smell that bourbon like Biden smells children. Uh, we're going to need uh, every single drop of it. So Corey actually in our show meeting on Tuesday made an executive decision. We are we are not going to talk about Trump and the DOJ tonight. We may, might get a quick mention out of us, but like everybody's talked about it. Everybody's beaten the shit out of it, beaten it to death. Uh, you've, you, 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 and, and not to mention the fact that, uh, everything's pretty much playing out exactly as we predicted a few weeks ago on the show. So if you want to know what we think, go back and uh, listen to one of the old episodes because it's on there. Yeah. The only thing I want to say is a little addition I had to it that I was thinking about that I mentioned in the, uh, Hey, Brighton eyes that I mentioned in our show prep was, uh, I'm really tired of all these Republicans going. This probable go, this bullshit probable cause. If they can do this to a president, then they can do it to you. And it's, it makes him kind of want to look around and go, "Well, no shit, they've been doing this to American citizens since like the twenties or thirties, and almost that that's what set the precedent to make it to where they thought that they were big enough for their gumption to go after political leaders. And now they're seeing a huge fallout because of it to the point where now they have to say, uh, "I guess this could lead into our first bit, right?" Yeah, but before we do, I want to ask you this one question. Uh, the way this is playing out with Trump right now, do you think J. Edgar Hoover has a longer, has a harder boner now in his grave than he ever did while he was director of the FBI? Oh, he's seeing it come to fruition of this uh, over-encroaching, overpowered bureaucracy with non-career appointed politicians. His dick's being eaten by maggots, but it's not keeping it from getting hard in his grave over what's going on uh, at the DOJ right now. So, um, yeah. You think, yeah, he's probably in hell looking up, just going, my boy, my boys, <laughs> my boys. Yes, my boys. Other things we have coming up on tonight's show, uh, COVID boosters. Got to get your COVID booster. FDA approving the, uh, the I guess it's uh, more... What's the, what's the words I'm looking for? It's more directed at the Omicron, supposedly more directed at the Omicron Yeah, variant. the BA3 yeah. or, I don't know. California has ideas for renewable energy, and at least one of them might be semi-okay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about xenophobia. White people or brown people? Flip a coin. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I've got a monologue about, uh, also about the state of California. About murder and rape. <laughs> <laughs> In a figurative sense, Corey. In a figurative <laughs> sense, let's not uh, let's not scare the children away. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> if children are watching this, go. Please do go away. So Merrick Garland uh, in, is is now instructing all. What is it? All non-career appointee members of the DOJ to. Uh, they, they basically they can't be involved openly in politics anymore, right? No more fundraisers. No more none of this stuff. And you have to believe that this is because of. The situation that's going on uh, with the raid on Mar-a-Lago. I mean, is there any other reason why he would uh, do this? No, yeah, it's uh, it's the ones actually. It's interesting because like people who get the job, you know, through their merit and credibility, they've kind of proved their worth and their salt, you know. But there's people that get these jobs at the head of these different departments and bureaucracies. That it's 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 a term I actually had to look up. So it's called a non-career appointee. And what that basically is, it's an SES employee, which I also had to look up. <laughs> and that is a, what is it? A selected or selective executive service, or it's like special executive selection or something like that. It's one or the other. Now they're both in my head and I'm kind of psyching myself out, but I'm pretty sure it's selective executive service. But that's a job that's appointed by senior executive, executive service. Department. Senior executive service. So the, uh, both it. of them are wrong. 
<laughs> senior executive service. It's when someone is appointed to a position, not on their merit, but because they scratched the right backs that the pre- that an executive position decided to choose this person to put them there. These people used to be able to gallivant at the different galas and dinners and fundraising events for political parties and show face and go there and show what kind of political ideology they were leaning towards or which ones they backed. The DOJ realized, oh, fuck, you know, our whole FBI or the whole Department of Justice Justice is so toxic because the cat's out of the bag. We realized that everyone that's in the head departments have huge political sways, especially because of like the Freedom of Information Act. We can see who these people donate to, like Peter Strzok, who was in charge of the Clinton investigation and the Trump investigation, heavily donated to Democrats, and you f- and to the point where uh, Comey pulled him off of investigations because he was so biased. People like this that are appointed are just hanging out with politicians who could easily sway them. And so what the DOJ now is doing is at least trying to attempt to save face by telling these people to stop fucking hanging out politicians that that's not that's not their job. So to me, I look at this with a, a cynic's uh, eyeballs and I go, as we should, wouldn't wouldn't we be better served knowing who these people are affiliated with politically? Now, basically, isn't this just a a way for Merrick Garland to like sweep political affiliations for non-career appointees under the rug? Like, wouldn't you rather see somebody that works for the DOJ there so that you know? At one of you these? know, you would, but at least on the surface, there's not going to be in a, uh, a, a appearance of bias. I'm hoping <laughs> that this, yeah, right. That's at least it's a little bit better. It doesn't go far enough. I want it to go further. I want, first off, I just think we should abolish the FBI and, you know, and, Half of these alphabet agencies, they're not, they've been borrowed, like as uh, Michael Michael Moningham on the fifth column put it so eloquently, they've been borrowing our trust on credit for decades and they're not returning to where it's like, if you were a bank and someone kept borrowing money and defaulting on on their loans, uh, you wouldn't keep loaning to them. Like Trump, what all he could do is go to the Deutsche Bank. So there's that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, and, I think it's, that's a that's a really that's a really good analogy, and and like so yeah, they haven't they haven't paid back their uh, their loan. Which yeah, they've been they just no trust us guys, please please just trust us. We're trying to do better, and then they blow that trust. I it's swear, like a I swear to God, we'll pay it back. Toxic this relationship time. with a guy who constantly cheats on the woman, and he just keeps going, baby. I'm sorry, it's not going to be this time. I will stop doing this. She didn't mean nothing. Trump didn't mean nothing, guys. I swear. We'll stop doing it. Right. And so, I mean, cynicism, you and I especially are so jaded to all of it. This kind of goes into what I was also saying in our pre-show that like, I think this might be like now in by itself, this doesn't look like much, you know, like there's a little bit going on to where they're like moving the needle a little bit to try to gain some credibility. But on the macro scale, all these different alphabet bureaucracies, we got the DOJ coming out with this statement. We got the CDC saying that they straight up fucked up. And then we got Congress and stuff doing the stock act, uh, revitalizing the stock act, trying to make it to where people in the government can't borrow money. 
So before, so, you, before you continue, I guess what I would say to all three of the things that you just said, okay, nice that you're recognizing the problem, but when you, when, when they're, when, when they're pushed on like, hey, what are the solutions, right? So I'll, I'll use the CDC as an example, right? So they admitted that they completely fucked up the way they handled COVID-19. But when you ask them, how are you going to make sure this doesn't happen again? All they do is talk themselves in circles. Well, they had a couple of good ideas. They were talking about uh, promoting people that aren't, that aren't just publishing a bunch of papers, but instead have experience in the field. There was there was a couple other things. We went through it, and like, I'm not going to try to go through them all again off the top of my head. We read them off pretty well in the last ep- week's episodes. So if you want to go listen to that, it's there. That's for you too, Dan. I guess. I guess. I, I, guess, I guess. I just forgot. But no, no. But you know what I'm saying. Like when you, when you, I can't. Yeah. Remember, I can't remember the lady's name. The head of the CDC. Like when, when she's, when she's pressed by reporters, it's like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably because she's not in that job based on merit, but instead based on how many papers she published. <laughs> <laughs> but so I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you take each one of these individually, it seems like milk toast. But the fact that there's an overhaul across departments that even though it's incremental, it's a sway in the right dis- right direction versus just us as the Americans just getting beat to shit for the last like 30, 40, 50, 60 years. That it's like, finally, at least they fucking acknowledge it. And the first steps in the 12-step program is admitting you have a problem. I guess the question so They have is- 11 more steps to go, sure. But I guess that I... I I'm a blissfully optimistic person to where I think that this is a movement in the right direction. And if we think about our government in general of how just slow moving they are and how they're like a big freighter in a narrow canal trying to make a U-turn like the fucking Evergreen ship that just blocked that Suez Canal. That's our government. That's literally our government summed up perfectly. Like Austin Powers trying to turn around the car in the narrow hallway. <laughs> the, the golf cart. Thing. Everything they do is such a fucking mess and it takes forever. So the fact that we're seeing this in this small increment, if we, we just have to keep an eye on it. We have to keep just watching for small increments that are just taking the wheel of the ship and just turning it a little bit more. I think the, I think the, issue, more. I think the issue that you run into though is like, yeah, w- we need to keep an eye on it and push for more. But like, you have an, an American populace that's so jaded, right? So, like, you even have you, so you have the people on the far as example left. by what you said, right? But, I'm over here saying, look, there's change, and you're like, ah, but what? Yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. You can call me out for that. That's fair enough. But like, w- w- what I'm getting at is like, you have the people on the far left, you have the people on the far right. We've both acknowledged it's like 20 percent of the country, 10 10 percent crazies, 10 percent crazies, and everybody <laughs> else is in the middle. So you have the people on the far ends of these of the spectrum that like whoever's running the DOJ, they are they're either doing everything right if they're on your team, or doing everything wrong if they're not on your team, and then everybody that's in the middle is just so sick of it all that they don't even feel like they have time to pay just attention. Just walk away. They yeah. don't have time to pay attention to this shit. And those, and, you know, and, and that's where, those are the and people. And that's that our be, demographic. That's the people that need to be involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so like, it sounds like I'm like broad brushing the entire federal government, but like, <laughs> that's that's what it is, you know? It's, it's interesting that you say that you are broad brushing it because that was almost my argument about broad brushing it, saying how like individually each little department, they're doing milk toast moves to make it look like they're doing better, but in the broad brush, there's a lot of them that are like, yeah, we're doing really bad at our jobs. Even the media is kind of giving whispers of it. How like, look at CNN trying to change their platform. Well, that's, that's honestly huge, right? Because 
You right. Know, if, if so that's C- what I'm saying. Like on the macro scale, when you take that micro that microscope and go from like a hundred times uh, zoomed in to ten times zoomed in, and you see a little bit more, and you, instead of looking at one organism, you see eight of them doing some shit. It's like okay, there is a movement going on, but it's like I'm not me in saying this. I'm saying like, oh my god, you could take a breath. I'm not saying it's time for apathy. It took fucking six years of everyone losing their fucking minds. To get this, yeah, to get the DOJ to go, ah, oh, you know, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna counteract a little bit of what I said, just because since you did bring up, since you did bring up the media, like that's something that I'm a lot more confident in. Like, like a super small step is for CNN to go, uh, for the new ownership to go. Yeah, what we're doing isn't working. Brian Stelter, you're gone. You know, Jake Tapper, you're on the hot seat. Uh, you know, everybody else that works there, you're on the hot seat. You better get your shit together. But even more than that, you know, it is the things like new media. It is things like podcasts. It is things like YouTube shows uh, that are really forcing that that kind of stuff in the right direction. And I think one thing we... Well, I don't, I don't know that we necessarily know this because it is sort of a new thing, but it seems like as the media goes so does government bureaucracy. Or at least that's my hope, because I, I have I have a lot more faith in media turning in the right direction, not necessarily corporate media, but just like the media that people are paying attention to going yeah, in the right and direction and forcing their hands. So Let's unpack that a little bit. Okay. You know, the media kind of uh, insulated all the bureaucrats and the bureaucracies and the, uh, the different government institutions, regardless of if you were left wing or white right wing, if you had Fox, they protected a certain aspect of the government. And if you had MSNBC, they protected a certain aspect of the government. And then you had CNN kind of doing the same thing. And we only had a couple outlets of media to where they were able to like keep them all in line. But now that there's so many things happening, you know, a, a terrible byproduct of it is, is ab- absolutely like misinformation, disinformation, like, I don't even want to say misinformation, but disinformation of people like sharing things in bad faith. But a good aspect of that is, is the people, you know, now that everyone has a soapbox to talk, it is a fucking mess right now. A lot of shit's going on. We're trying to figure it out, but there's a voice, even though it's messy and it's loud and it's a million people all yelling at once, you're able to catch a couple like cliff notes of it. To where there's they they're able to get an idea of the pulse of the nation, and now people are starting to shift different ways, like the institutions, the mainstream media. They're going, oh wait a minute, you know they're too loud. We can't. We obviously have to listen and try to change our platforms. We obviously have to listen and create some accountability and try to regain some credibility. Yeah, it's you know it's the the ultimate people taking back the power, uh, I guess, and that's why you know. The government bureaucracies and in, in the mainstream media, who are essentially the same thing at this point now, uh, it's why they're afraid of you know whatever it was six months ago when everybody was trying to cancel Joe Rogan, and we all found out oh fuck, well not for me like oh shit yes you know Joe is not cancelable you cannot cancel him he has too big of a voice he has right. too big of it, a platform it seems almost like cancel culture even is having. But not even Joe. It's not even just Joe, right? Like you, have, you. I mean, you have all of these articles in like the New York Times, the Washington Post. I'm sure you can find them about how dangerous Substack is, right? We have to be afraid <laughs> of Substack. Why? Because there are voices like Glenn Greenwald and Aaron Monte and Barry Weiss and all of these 
these really yeah, goddamn really goddamn good journalists that want to do real goddamn journalism switching over to this and people are subscribing and listening and these these people are able to make I don't know how much money they make but I got to assume it's at least as much as they were making working for those publications and probably yeah. more. Yeah, is uh does Charlie the Duff have a Substack? I'm not sure. We should find out. He's a local guy though, so Right, but he's still national. I mean, he's local, but kind of national. He's local here. I think we like more people here know him as a local guy. But he's had bestsellers. He's got books that have gone all over. He's on, you know, he's on national syndicate radio or TV and stuff like that. Yes, but so, he also went independent completely. So I mean, I guess to wrap that, wrap it up. Um, you've curbed my cynicism a little bit by kind of helping me remember that new media is 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 helping the cause. But I guess. The, the cynical part that I will still leave until I see more is, to me, this this looks like one of those little things that government bureaucracy does to like, oh, if I just do this, maybe they'll shut up. Now, we won't. If it was just one of them doing it, but when they're like when there's a bunch of them doing it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they could they could all be doing it, doing the same thing, like independently with the same thoughts in their head. But yeah, it, it is it is. It is interesting that they're all kind of doing it at the same time. I, I'm not going to count on these moves being... I guess what I would say is I'm not counting on these moves being in good faith. I think this is a right, let's well, get guess, people to shut up move, and hopefully they realize after that doesn't work again and again and again, maybe so it'll that actually part, be a real change. That part I can absolutely agree with, that this is almost uh, just, all right, give them some fucking cake mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, to where it's like give them their pacifier, now, put them in the corner, make now them shut is up. the time to double down. You know what I mean? Like obviously, the will of the people still has some sort of gumption and some sort of movement in this country to make these to get the CDC to admit they fucked up, like to get the DOJ to admit they fucked up. Like those are actually like big, big steps. Yeah, someone admitting of- they're an alcoholic is a big. Big step. The CDC admitted they fucked up. The DOJ, I wouldn't. I would say that they uh, they kind of skirted around exactly admitting that they fucked up, but they're kind of like they're almost there. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But yeah you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. like CDC, DOJ. I think the FBI kind of said something recently about how they're messing up with uh, the school shooters. Yeah. But I might just be, that might just be wishful thinking. You uh you want to talk about uh the left wing's favorite conservative? Yeah, let's do it. Joseph Robinette. Wait, left wing or liberal? Okay. The liberals' favorite conservative. They, they can they conflate it a lot. Because it's interesting. Establish Democrats did. and liberals. Your favorite right winger, Joe Biden, made a, a great, a just a crackerjack speech in Wilkes Barre the other day, or Wilkes Barre, the poster child for neocon or neolib. <laughs> oh my god! If you didn't watch this speech, this speech was basically. I mean, he he might as well have had twenty cops on stage with him and just giving them all hand jobs, just back to back. (laughs) With their guns pulled out, aiming at him. Right? Yeah, so... Oh, you, oh, you, say, you said a, a circle jerk. I'm thinking they'd have their guns pulled out. I mean, he <laughs> might that's need, what cops he typically might, do. He might need to take a nap <laughs> in between, but uh, he could get them all in by, you know, next Friday or something like that. So... <laughs> I'm just looking to try to find my notes. Um, 
Yeah, I so I I mean I watched the whole thing. It was about a half hour speech that he gave in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, uh, with regards to uh, police and guns. The only thing that would l- that you, like so if you got a transcript of this speech and you didn't know who was giving it and you cut out all the stuff about gun control, you would think that it was some uh, some milk toast conservative senator trying to get elected in a like mostly blue district yeah like a moderate conservative trying to win a swing district 100 exactly. that's exactly what it sounded like that's exactly what it sounded like and like this speech to me <clears throat> joe biden was not kidding and he means it <laughs> i'm actually gonna count it and I'll, I'll give the number on next week's show he had to say that he was serious or that he wasn't joking i swear to god at least 15 times in a 30 minute speech yeah it's once every other minute. Side note, real quick, I just saw I saw this meme right before we hopped on, and I didn't even get to share it with anyone yet. But it said, "What if Corn Pop was actually a good dude, and he was just trying to protect his community from some <laughs> white guy snipping children?" <laughs> Joe Biden's good old buddy, Corn Pop. Uh, Corn Pop was a bad dude. Joe Biden called for funding the police. I thought he said funning. I thought he wanted to fund the police. Oh, he wanted to make it more fun? I thought he wanted to make them more fun. Well, like put a a bounce house in the station or? Yeah, you know, like instead of like regular guns, little guns that pop out and say bang, you know, they come around in like clown suits and have kazoos. Buy them some lawn darts, even though I'm pretty sure they're illegal in every state now. (laughs) (laughs) I think lawn darts. Why do they take everything away that's good? Lawn darts and and fucking three-wheeled fucking, uh, what are they called? The trike bikes, the ones... Uh, big wheels? Not big wheels. The the three-wheeled quads. The three-wheeled ATVs. Oh, I don't know what the hell they're called. You would know better than me. I uh, know. I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking on what they're called. But yeah, it's, like, it's basically like a three-wheel fucking four-wheeler. But if you turn too sharp, they just straight tip. <laughs> so they stop selling them. Uh, like, what the fuck? Oh, and the manta rays. Remember the manta rays? The fucking tubes that, like... Would get pulled behind a boat, and if it went fast enough, it would raise you like 50 feet in the air. Don't remember those either. Well, they were only around for like a year because no one knew how to pull them with their boat. So what they would do is like the line would get taut, and this person would get pulled up by this like floating tube. And the boat would like lose slack or stop, and the thing would just fucking nosedive from 50 feet in the air and blow out eardrums and pop eyes out of sockets. So they had to stop making them. The manta rays, the three wheels, and what was the other one I said? Lawn darts. Lawn darts. Thanks a lot. Goddamn government. (laughs) What'd that say? You heard it. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. (laughs) Now I can't float around in my tube, play lawn darts, or ride my three-wheeler. So Joe Biden calls to fund the police. He calls. Uh, he 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 gave like this this this. It's it's like a speech. A part. It's like a, a four minute speech that like your 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 old uncle that misses the good old days would say about community policing being gone. <laughs> he talked about how cities uh, got safer after the crime bill because it allowed them to hire more police and they were just out in the communities. Oh He's yeah, down he the was still promoting his 1994 fists. crime bill. Yeah, oh yeah, he mentioned it a bunch of times, uh, and and because because police had more funding, communities 
we're safer. And now we have a situation where there just aren't as many cops because... No, here's the thing. The police department still have the funding, Dan. But instead of hiring more personnel to be beat cops, his boy Obama decided that they would just sell military surplus shit to the police. So now that they all have MRAPs and ARs and bulletproof vests, and there's no money going into training of de-escalation or being beat police and walking the walking the streets and getting and getting uh, familiar with the people that live there and knowing people and knowing the neighborhood. That's what happened. Now they're all buying brand new police cars every two years, and buying all this t- and buying facial recognition software and doing all this shit like that instead of just hiring people, giving them a billy club, and saying go walk up and down this street for eight hours. Like what? What do you think the the police officers that are? I, I'm I'm actually going to pull up the screen because we're going to play a couple of clips uh, from this speech, but I just want to show you how many cops he's got behind him here. Uh, so what do you think? You got cop hat. Cop are those hat. all cops? Uh, no, well, actually, it's probably a bad example. He's not standing in the right spot. But there's obviously there's a ton of cops here, and. <laughs> There to protect him or to support him? <laughs> I'm wondering what... See, I love these guys. They're all keeping me alive. I'm wondering what some of those guys would say if you... Like, if he actually asked them what they need, right? Because one thing that you and I have agreed on basically since we started this show when it comes to policing is the utter over militarization of our just regular fucking police departments that is to me the biggest issue that we have i think if you didn't have this over militarization of our police departments you probably wouldn't see as many uh unarmed dead black kids well, it's not the it's, it's, if, no, it's not the only problem. It's not the only problem. Yeah, I don't know if that part's necessarily true because even when it's over militarization, most of the time these cops, I mean these people that are getting killed by cops, it's either like a chokehold or a straight up pistol. It's the same type of stuff that police had since like the 50s or 60s. So this right here alone is a 30-minute conversation. Well, but wait a minute, Corey, cuz when I say over-militarization, I'm also talking about something that you I know you have a huge problem with. No-knock warrants, raids with SWAT teams. I mean, that that's that's the over-militarization of police departments. Okay, right yeah, but so that's, that's – I'd almost want to say the overreach and federalization of the police because the police – you know what I mean? Like it's – they're doing that stuff, but that's them just following orders, and that's the actual system itself – telling them what to do that we could take those same police and just tell them to just walk streets and be there to serve and protect not uh observe and enforce oh i like that that's what cop cars should say from now on observe and observe and enforce <laughs> from yeah now they on, i should, like that because they're not there to serve and they're not there to protect you get a flat tire on the side of the road. The first thing that cop does is to before he prote- make sure that you're you're okay to sit there safe while you wait for a tow truck. He checks your ID and runs all your shit. Some of the other things Joe Biden talked about in this speech. First of all, touted the crime bill multiple times, uh, at least twice that I remember. 
Uh, and he mentioned this one got me laughing in a very, very cynical way when he said that he, he talked about he talked about fentanyl and he talked about stiffer penalties for fentanyl trafficking. Tell me in what world that's not a conservative talking point. Tell oh, me that's in actually what world. absolutely true. It's the war on drugs, nineteen ninety four crime bill. Still more war on drugs bullshit. Uh what else did he say? Okay, so yeah, perpetuating the, perpetuating the, dr- the, the the drug wars. He talked about guns being the number one killer of children. Yep, he wanted to uh, ban assault rifles. Oh yeah, he did. He did that. He did the really fun assault rifle trope where he's like, "I own shotguns. I own shotguns. Uh, how many uh, how many AR-15s are used for hunting? <laughs> he A did, lot. He did that old um, hunting trope." Yeah, it, dude, it fucking killed me. Like, that's one part that had me laughing, where he's like, have you ever seen what these ARs can do? Yeah, was, was he saying? Have you ever like, seen what they can do? The bullet travels five times faster than any other gun, is what he said. Any yeah, other yeah, gun. Right, it's like, okay, so you obviously know nothing about guns, because yeah, of the he knows, that he knows stuff like, about shotguns. Because <laughs> he has two of them. He didn't even say the gauge. <laughs> he did. Um, he, probably did. he probably doesn't even know how to But it, it kills me when people say that the AR-15s, they do all this shit and stuff like that. And it's, you know what? Some do. You get a two-two-three, full metal jacket, fucking AR-15, you know, it's going to tear something up. But I have a twenty-two AR, and I have a thirty-thirty lever-action Winchester. And I promise you, at about 30, 40 feet, I would much rather take the 22 than the 30, 30. Will they both fuck me up? Absolutely. But the holes and the damage that that 30, 30 with way more grain in it is going to do with way more uh, trajectory coming towards me than a fucking 22 are night and day. There's a reason people don't use 22s to take down big game. Mm-hmm. And they make 22 ARs. So what I'm saying is it's it's not the fucking gun. I'm sick and tired of everyone just blaming this one gun because it looks scary. It does look scary. It does. It looks like a gun from the war. Sure. Like a gun you'd see in a war war zone on a battlefield. Sure. I'll even give you that. But you know what's also like, I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison of something I can say that's something that looks scary. That's not nearly as devastating as something that's not. But I'll, I'm sure I'll have plenty of time to come up with a good one for that. But anyways, what I'm saying is I have this Woodstock gun that looks like it's from 1886, and it's a lever-action Winchester, the one you see the cowboys going, pow, foo-foo, pow, foo-foo. Mm-hmm. That bullet is, like, this fucking big. Mm-hmm. And then a 22 bullet is, like, this big, basically a high-powered... Pea shooter. Yeah, it's a pea shooter, a little plunker. And... It's it doesn't matter the gun, it's the caliber and all of that stuff. Even so, and, like it's 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 super irrelevant because Joe Biden in this speech, he 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 did I he did mention um you know I can't remember what founding father said it, but it was you know no no amendment has uh is or, or I'm sorry no right. oh no it wasn't a founding father that was Justice Scalia oh, I'm sorry yeah, that's right I'm thinking of the wrong uh the wrong quote but he said. Uh, what do you say? No right is is un unchecked or whatever or he said. Like whatever the hell he said. Something to that effect. Don't quote me. Uh, go listen to the speech. But he he says that. But then he goes and talks about you know 
guns are meant for hunting, you know, that weird trope. But it does, nowhere in the Second Amendment does it mention hunting, does it? Am I, am I an idiot? No, it doesn't. I, I, I knew that. I'm not, I knew I wasn't. Oh, okay. I knew I wasn't an idiot <laughs> in, that, in that particular case. I'm an idiot in a lot of other areas. But yeah, it's like you, you, can't, you can't use both sides of the same argument when you're right. talking about any right. And yeah, and the caveat is it does say a well-regulated militia. And I get that, but it's like, I guess, so my thing is if when people try to say, well, but it says well-regulated militia, I think the only way you could run with that is, is then, okay, then you just have to offer people training to use their gun. <laughs> right? A militia is just and people like, what's be- the difference between a militiaman and a militiaman? Or a regular citizen. Yeah, but then it's then it's then it's government funded and free, and that's going to cause problems. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but then is it really a militia? Pissed off the government would be if every single American was trained by the U.S. military how to properly (laughs) handle a gun. (laughs) Yeah, but then is it is it really a militia though? If it's government trained, I don't I don't know. It's a a I don't know if I spend. 26 bucks to fucking join an FOE in my effort in my when Corey Walsh is president his first executive order is going to be that the US military has to train all militias all state militias no no all citizens all and citizens. it's the basic safety of a gun gotcha that's fair honestly that's a little bit better I would I be okay with that in school you know what you'd get in school like in Michigan not all states do this but in Michigan because we're literally surrounded by water <laughs> are we yeah we are dan you didn't know that you didn't know that the thing about hunting and the second amendment why are we even doing a podcast about (laughs) politics dan yeah yeah we're all we're all trained in school to uh vote in the seven yeah we're all so in michigan yeah i'm I'm assuming florida might do the same thing or other states like that minnesota probably does because they're a land of a thousand lakes but we have to have boater safety training in school in michigan why not have Gun safety training. If it's for a well-regulated militia, then let's make it to where everyone is properly trained in a gun to join said militia. Good luck getting that one to pass in California and New York. I know. And then, but then that's the thing is then you can go, okay, so you don't want everyone to be safe around guns. No, you just don't want anybody to have them. That's it. That's it. No, should, I guess that's right. Should I play a couple, Your militia should I play a couple of clips from the, uh, from the speech? Let's do it. This is, uh, oh, God. This hurts my soul. They should get access to good jobs where they can earn a decent living. All these steps will prevent crime, not increase it. Let me close with this. A safer America requires all of us. He's got seven minutes left. Let me close with this. Not the rule of any one party or any one person. Let's be clear. third of his fucking speech. You hear some of my friends in the other team talking about political violence and how it's necessary. Hold on. Let let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back a little bit. The thing about the team. Let me go back about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us to uphold the rule of law. I don't Not like the that. rule of any one party or any So rule of law, conservative talking point. One person. Let's be clear. You hear some of my friends in the other team talking about political violence and how it's necessary. Okay. Couple of issues I have with that with with that exact sentence right there. Number one is, first of all, he referred to Republicans as, quote unquote, the other team, right? What is one huge problem that so many people have with Donald Trump, including you and I, Corey? 
How you would he? Yeah, he would uh, divisive speech. Divisive speech, like you know the way he would refer to Democrats, the way he would refer to people on the left. How is Joe Biden doing it? First of all, any different? It's- he just says it nicer. He's just quieter about it. <laughs> and my favorite part, Dan. Here's the part. So we're talking about nobody, no political person on the mega Republicans or anyone on the Republican side have ever done anything violent, right? But we attribute all of their crazy-ass constituents to them. Wait, yet. January 6th? January 6th, whatever. Okay, okay. Like, anything that's happened with them. We, the the left is taking all of these crazy assholes and saying, oh, that's their party. But then completely ignoring the fact that Antifa has attached itself to fucking Democrats and they are also doing political violence to the point that if someone just comes to talk, well, and not they're throwing o- and, bricks and not and only that, people. there are factions of Antifa and even certain factions of Black Lives Matter that have openly said that that violence is necessary. They don't necessarily go as far as to say political violence. It's more, you know, class violence, right? Taking down, you know, corporations and things like that. Well, Antifa, no, Antifa is not like that. They're just. They're not nothing. They're not about class. They're not about nothing. They're just anything they don't like. They just show up. <laughs> they're anti-fascist. But you, you, you know, you get what I'm saying. Either way, these they're so anti-fascist, Dan. They're fascist. These are groups that have openly said that violence can be necessary sometimes. That openly kowtow to the Democratic Party. Think about this now. Think about it. Did Dan. any of you think? I'm thinking. Did any of you think time you've ever been in an election where we talk about? It's appropriate to use force, political violence in America. But he's right there, though. It's never he's right there. Like Marge. Never. Period. Never. 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 No one should be encouraged Spit it to out, use Joe. political violence. Even though the founding fathers did. Whatsoever. And look. Whatsoever. You know, if we're in a situation where wait, to pause this it real day, quick. The tree of liberty from time to time must be quenched with the blood of both patriots and tyrants alike. Is what a founding father said. So when he's like, never, never, it was never, never said. And it's like, we literally founded on violence and did fucking tell people to fuck off. The Republic. (laughs) You'll be all right. Little history lesson real quick. Corey needs a lot. The Republican Party was basically founded in violence. Okay. And that's because the Democrats were such a violent party before the Civil War that the Whig Party was full of pussies that the people stopped voting for them. Because anytime the Whig Party would show up and say, ooh, we want to stop slavery, the Democrats would literally, you could hear guns cock. Well, the and fucking- here's, here's what's interesting about that. Somebody who doesn't really know their American history might hear that and say, well, of course the Republican Party was founded on violence. Let's not forget that at that time. But it time, was, it was in response time, to the Democrats' violence. But at, but And also at that time, the Republicans were the liberals, right? Right. At the time, and the Democrats were the conservatives, and they were mm-hmm. both violent at the time. But the Republican violence, which would be the liberal violence, was in response to conservative violence. Yeah. So, like... It, it all kind of isn't that a trip, dude? The Republican yeah. Party was founded because the Whig Party. What what killed the Whig Party is worth that they weren't willing to go to fisticuffs in uh, the Capitol. Yeah, 
Maybe we should Maybe have more than like, we'll like, that's like remember the pictures like originally they talked about Abraham Lincoln he was a boxer like the pictures of Abraham Lincoln are always of like him punching and shit like that. Like, Don't it you was- think, like, maybe just to kind of keep everybody on their toes, this would honestly encourage a lot more uh, young people getting elected. Like, just, like, every once in a while, we should have, like, two uh, two Congress people just, like, mud wrestle. A boxing Not, not mud wrestle. That would be erotic in a weird way but like aoc aoc lauren borbert mud wrestling all right that might be fun but that outside of that maybe we should do like a uf <laughs> like, like a ufc match just do it like once every other year like random draw and just kind of kind of keep these people on their toes Ooh, random draw that could get interesting imagine if it was like marjorie taylor green or no no imagine if it were like uh like uh mitch mcconnell versus like gary peters <laughs> <laughs> in a in a boxing match? Or better yet, better yet, Mitch McConnell versus AOC. <laughs> <laughs> mud wrestle. Oh, Schizo yeah. is on board yeah, for a mud yeah. wrestle between Bobert oh, and AOC. Who's, so who do you think hold on, just just before just a little tangent here. Who if they did like a UFC tournament in Congress, who do you think would win it? I it would have I would have to put like a good amount of money on a Dan Crenshaw. Uh, you know, that's really funny you say that because I was going to say a Dan Crenshaw. Even though he's only got one eye. He's a tough son of a bitch. Even though one eye, you'd be surprised at how much one eye actually affects boxing. Uh, my grandpa was going to be a professional boxer. and He lost his eye in World War II. Well, if it were an MMA match, then he would just have to really work this on his ground jiu- and pound. He would have to work on his jiu-jitsu really like, a lot. Who would, yeah. So who would be the number one fighter for the Democratic side? Who was the uh, man? So there was one guy, I forget his name. But he was the one that kind of took point during the January 6th uh, uh, riots when they all came in and he was in the thing and he was telling everyone how to put their masks on and pointing the people to go to the doors, the whole doors shut. There was someone on the Democratic side who was in the military and like he kind of just took point when that shit was happening. I can't remember who you're talking about. I should. I forget his name, but... That would probably be the one. You know what? This is this is some. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the back pocket. We're gonna think about this for next week. Put a pin in that because that is a fun conversation. Very interesting conversation. Meanwhile, Tulsi used to be the Democrat that I would put my bets on because she was an MMA fighter. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep letting Uncle Joe talk to the people for a little bit while I turn my mic off and fart. To use force, political violence in America, it's never appropriate. Never, period. Never, never, never. No never, one never, never, should never. be encouraged to use political violence. None whatsoever. And look, you know, if we're in a situation where, to this day, the MAGA Republicans in Congress defend the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Can you pause it real quick? Defend them. I feel like I just did in the same spot. I know. And so that statement right there, the mega Republicans is almost the exact reason why I didn't even want to talk about Trump in the first place. As soon as Trump comes anywhere in the peripheral of the political scope of any conversation going on in American politics, when we could be talking about things that help advance our country, it immediately just goes to Trump and how orange man bad. Is that what is that what you're saying, Joe Biden's saying here? Yeah, the mega Republicans. You know, all of a sudden Trump's back in the news, so now it's about mega Republicans. Mega Republicans are Trump. You all saw it. I don't care how frustrated you are. You know, when I showed up, one of the things I learned as president, even though I'd been vice president for 
eight years and done a great deal. Of- okay, nobody cares about this. I'm going to skip forward just a little bit here to when it gets a little when 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 Joe, after Joe's nap, he gets a little energy back. So let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. <laughs> there it is again. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. Don't tell me. Don't tell him. <laughs> you think there was an applause sign in front of on the other side? Applaud for this, guys. Can't do it. Can't do it. For God's sake, whose side are you on? <laughs> I love how he's defending the FBI. I'm gonna gonna let this keep going because I've got something to say about it. Whose side are you on? He generally wants to know he's not sure. (laughs) Look. You're either on the side of a mob or the side of the police. You can't be pro law enforcement and pro insurrection. You can't be a party of law and order. And call the people who attacked the police on January 6th patriots. You can't do it. What are we teaching our children? <laughs> God damn it. So, Think of the children. So that was it. So that was it. That whole rant was like a pissed off like grandma who was just really upset about, about the good old days. I want the good old days back. Right. <laughs> Think of our children. So Schizo just said, he goes, I defend January 6ers. And then he said, Ashley B died on January 6th. So fuck you, Joe. I mean, I mean, I'm no, like, so that's, I'm that's, gonna... uh, that's an interesting thing that I'm thinking about. And I'm now granted, this is a thought process that's popping up as live as we're talking about this. This isn't something we did in show prep. I defend the January 6ers to the same point that I defend, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter protesters and things like that. It wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't a coup. They were pissed off at what's going on in our country. It was a riot. And it was a riot. No more, no less. Do I agree with what they were doing? Do I agree with their movement and why they were doing that? No. I would, I've said it time and time again. The FBI is probably going to start watching me because I say it all the time. The January 6ers blew a good coup. They blew a good movement where we could have really gone in on over a legitimate thing, not some bullshit that Trump spewed up to make happen. I don't think any of them are insurrectionists. I don't think any of them were coup people. They might have in their weird mind thought that they were going to change the country. But you could well, say the same thing about people thing. in was, protests anywhere over the country for anything. There was, there was. I think, I think Dave Smith said this best um, on his podcast. There, there was no, there was no world in which even if the people that went into the Capitol on January 6th actually had the idea of overthrowing the government, like let's just say in an alternate universe, that's what they planned to do. Okay. Even if that were the case and they had grabbed Mike Pence and they had put a gun to his head and I'm I'm crediting Dave Smith on this one, libertarian extraordinaire, uh, and they had put a gun to Mike Pence's head and said, don't you dare certify this election. And Mike Pence went, okay, I'm not going to do it. And then they all leave. Does that, in what world even does that situation mean that today on September 1st, 2022, Donald Trump is president of the United States? 
Right. It's, exactly. it's, just, it's impossible. <clears throat> that's exactly it's impossible. what I'm saying. I, that's why I make the joke about squatters' rights. That's like, oh, are they supposed to just hang out in the Capitol for six months and then it's theirs? Mm-hmm. Fucking Biden says himself in that same exact speech we're talking about when he talks about people having weapons that try to protect themselves from the government. And he goes, they don't have F-16s. <laughs> yeah, Remember, he said that in that exact speech, he goes, well, these people, they don't have F-16s, so they can't overthrow the government. Then why are we calling January 6th an overthrow of the government? Yeah. And on top of that, actually be, it's, it's interesting to me. So it's interesting for me to see people on the right who don't necessarily have sympathy for people like George Floyd or Eric Garner or these different people who have been killed by police. I'm not going to try to name every name because some people were in shitty situations where they did get killed. Should the police been in the first place? No, but that's those are arguments a whole other time. But let's do definitive ones that are very easily to be used as an example that if there wasn't government overreach, they wouldn't die. And that's George Floyd, Eric Garner, Breonna Taylor. These are names we have that we use as almost martyrs on the left side to show government overreach. Mm-hmm. And then we see people on the right use Ashley B., as someone as an example of government overreach killing them. And what I would like to see is these use her people. full name, Corey. It's Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> it's you? Ashley Babbitt. Well, he just said Ashley B, so Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> and so it's it's interesting to me to see people use different names on each side of the spectrum of government overreach when they both were. Like Ashley Babbitt, granted, she was in the Capitol. She was in a shitty situation. But why but it's 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 a warranted question to ask. Why was only one person shot? Why was there when there was 50 people, all like thousands and thousands of people breaking down these doors and stuff like that? It's really fucking weird that you do see out of nowhere just one gun just come out of the screen, just go pop, and then a person dies. And there wasn't just a bunch of exchange of gunfire and stuff like that to when when cops are actually trained to shoot someone, like a, like a, like, um, who's one that I, let me think of a name. I can't think of his name, but people being shot. 15 20 times by police officers and in this crowded area in an absolute chaotic scene ashley babbitt gets one bullet and she's done mm-hmm. so i just i'm just thinking on like the psychological aspect of it that like yeah. both sides have these martyrs as an example of government overreach but they're so divided on trivial stuff that both they're all the same example of the same fucking thing government overreach yeah. And I think I think I'm with you in that like I think just a blanket statement of I defend January Sixthers is not not something that I would go with. But to to I, I'm I'm I think I'm in a similar boat as you, Corey, is where like I defend them when it comes to like the the stretch of narrative, right? When it comes to like you said, calling it an insurrection or calling it um you know, a, a, a government coup or all this thing. Where I don't defend them is, you know, why they were there in the first place. I think they were a bunch of fucking idiots. They're, they're you know, that believed bullshit that Trump spewed. Like, I don't, I don't defend the reason for the riot. Now, if literally, if it had just ended in like a pro-Trump protest outside the Capitol, I, I, would, I would, I would have been like, yeah, I think you're still stupid for being there because what you believe is completely false and inaccurate but yeah you know you have the right to be there you have the right to protest you have the right to you know love trump whatever it is I, yeah on a macro scale i feel like they were there 
Now I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt because there were people there setting up gallows, and there was like the Fed. What was his name? I forget the Ryan Apps or Ray Apps. Ray Apps. Yeah. Ray Apps. Fucking Fed telling everyone to hop in, <laughs> and sure. Um, but me personally, I don't agree with the premise of them being there. Yeah, agreed. That the election was stolen. There's way too many fingers in the pot. That for me, I still can't. Something like that. I'm gonna need. Just, I don't need two thousand mules. Just like I don't need loose change, nine eleven thing. Those shit, that shit isn't gonna convince me. I need the evidence in front of me mm. because there's way too many hands in the pot, and there's way too much oversight and people looking at things to where I think that like, based on how many leakers we have and how much shit you always see just go wrong. Yeah, just- there's no way that this was so tight lipped like people are trying to say it was. Well, we went over we went over the stats when it was when it was first happening, or like the I, I should I shouldn't say the stats, but the odds. You know, it's like whatever it was. It was like 140 thousand votes over 20 districts in four states. Like the amount of people that you would have to have involved in something like that is it's just impossible. It's for impossible. it to not leak. It's for it to not leak. It was it was something like. Uh, it was a um, buddy from a cohort that I used to go to. He's a he's a he's a statistician. He's one of those kind of guys. He gave me the odds. It was like one in like six hundred and fifty million or something like that that the election was actually stolen. Um, and yeah, yeah, uh, uh, um, right on. This you know, one. it's funny actually. I was going to bring that up. I brought this up earlier. He goes, "But Democrats were crying voter fraud when uh, Trump won and when Bush won." Yeah, so in two thousand one. It was number the the hanging chads. Well, the interesting thing is the interesting thing is like when Trump won. Yeah, it was it's just it was just as much bullshit as when Trump lost in twenty twenty. Um, if there was an election that w- actually did have a chance of being stolen, it was the two thousand election. I still don't think it was. But and like, even if it was, it wasn't nefarious. Right. It was just silly fucking operator error. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Jeb Bush, governor of Florida. I mean, like they, there are more things that would point to that being possible, but. Yeah, it's. I don't think that's what happened. But if I was going to pick one of the three that might have actually had a chance of being stolen, it would be that one. Because it all based on one state. Yeah, it was all based on one yeah, state. Yeah. Even this one was like four different states. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Like if it was, if it was nefarious, it would have been more concentrated like that. Anyway. Which even that, it sounds like it was just fucked up machines. Uh, and then, and Al Gore conceded. If he didn't concede, like who knows where it would have gone? Yeah, we, we, we wouldn't have. If had Al Gore had the ego that Trump did, and he goes, "I'm not conceding." <laughs> What's funny is like after it could have been something after everything like this. that happened after that. I think Al Gore was like, "Good, I don't want to be president." Of this. Yeah, fuck yeah. this. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." He knew it I'm was just gonna make a bunch of money just talking about climate change. Yeah, yeah. I realized I can make a bunch doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been very quiet. <laughs> He's been Al very Gore. quiet for over a decade. He has really not been around. Because he uh, realized that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> he made a bunch of money on his climate change movie, and he just went and sat down and minded his own business like Fauci should do. We're getting a little long in the tooth here, Corey. Uh, I know. We have a couple more topics. I guess we should just tackle one. Do you want me to do... Uh, you know what? Let's. This one might have like so. We're going to talk about uh, the dear leader of North Korea having COVID, and we're going to talk about xenophobia in Russia. But those two, I feel like they're going to marinate and just be better topics later. 
along with uh, Amazon. Well, we might unions. get into we might get into the deer leader part um, because I'm going to do my monologue and it kind of ties into it. So let me just do okay. That. You want to do your monologue first? Yeah, let's do your monologue and then we'll end it with some good news. All right, first I gotta find it. It's buried in my computer here somewhere. Oh God! Oh, go. I found it. Don't worry. Here we go. All right. California is killing medicine and raping science. The state of California is dangerously close to putting the way the United States views medicine and science back into the dark ages. It's really that simple. Uh, The bill AB 2098 that recently passed in the state Senate comes very close to putting an autocratic ball gag on doctors and scientists in the state of California. The bill states that any doctor that is caught disseminating, quote, information that is contradicted by contemporary science consensus contrary to the standard of care, end quote, could face disciplinary action from the Medical Board of California or the Osteopathic Medical Board of California. This could include such doctors having their medical license suspended or revoked. It is little more than a medical misinformation bill. It shouldn't take, I don't know, a a scientist to figure out at least a few reasons why this bill is not only horseshit, but utterly autocratic, unscientific, and possibly dangerous. Doctors are already under enough pressure to, quote, do no harm, diagnose, and treat patients. So let's explore a few reasons why this bill should have never been considered, let alone passed by any reasonable governmental body. We'll even use a few words from the opening part of the bill itself to explain. Up first, quote, misinformation is a nonsense term that is obviously fluid and extremely vague. Do no harm is the Hippocratic Oath. It is the first job of any doctor who receives a license to practice medicine. It's required for every single patient a doctor, th- a doctor treats to first do no harm. So let's consider that oath as it pertains to the thing that this bill is so clearly designed to counteract, hesitancy over the COVID-19 vaccines. Vaccine injuries are a real thing. The more people that receive the mRNA jabs with the passage of time, the more data we see, if you choose to believe it, As of July 2020, which is over two years ago, the UK's National Health Service tracked 17.2 million individuals for three months. In that time, 10,926 died from COVID-19, amounting to less than 1%. Among young people, ages 18 to 39, the number of deaths was at 0.06% from that particular study with many of those young people suffering from multiple comorbidities. With risks of serious... I'm sorry. With risks of various vaccine injuries, like myocarditis in young men, however small that risk is, and there is a lot of conflicting data, it is, quote-unquote, medical misinformation for a doctor to tell a 19-year-old college student, a football player, that he does not need the vaccine if he's, if he's hesitant. Is that medical misinformation, that he doesn't need the vaccine? 
Today, perhaps that would be considered reasonable by most medical professionals and even much of the American public now that we know for certain these vaccines only provide protection for those that receive it, that they do not prevent the recipient from passing the virus to other individuals. And the wonderful news that the latest strains of the virus are less deadly to all individuals that contract them. So what's the point? Imagine if this bill had been put into law in the state of California as the Omicron variant started to make its way up up to the top of the food chain, passing Delta and other more deadly strains of COVID-19. How many doctors would have suspended licenses for giving medical advice contrary to scientific consensus from back then? For upholding upholding the, uh, the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm to their very healthy, strong, 19-year-old athlete of a patient. Would we be able to go back and strip medical experts in, the, in California's uh, government for spreading medical misinformation like the vaccine will protect you and those around you? Even well after we know that these claims were bullshit? Because that is medical misinformation. Inside of just a few years, what has been deemed medical misinformation has changed many times. Which is why that word shouldn't even be involved in any bill regarding medicine or science. Second, let's focus on scientific consensus, quote-unquote. These two words should almost never be allowed to be uttered together and taken seriously without generations of scientific research from multiple areas of the world and no government body meddling in the process. Lobbyists dominate medicine and science all the time for financial gains, misleading the populace into even worse health issues than before. These vaccines are some of the most profitable medicines ever invented. But sure, let's just go with quote-unquote, scientific consensus put down by the government. Shall we review a couple of historical examples of scientific consensus? Don't care, going to do it anyway. Number one, quote-unquote, smoking is good for you. Doctors in the early 20th century would prescribe cigarettes to patients to curb their appetite and help with things like stress and jitters, among other ailments. When lung cancer rates began to spike in the 1940s and 50s and folks started to catch on a bit, the cigarette companies hired doctors to promote their brands and even put ads in medical journals. Medical consensus. Better start smoking again. It's good for you. Number two, opioids better for pain management. Need I say more on this one? It's medical consensus that they be prescribed to a a billion people for their sore tooth. Better give Purdue Pharma all that lawsuit money back because medical consensus. Keep sucking down those oxys, Dad. I promise they won't resu- it won't result in a heroin habit one day. Number three, lobotomies. Ramming an ice pick through someone's eyelid and removing part of their brain was a government-sanctioned procedure to cure mental illness from 1936 until 1972. You say you're depressed, honey? Well, let me run out to the garage. I can fix it. It's medical consensus. 
and government-sanctioned medical consensus is all we need. Obviously, I jest with those three things. But going against any of these medicines or procedures in their heyday would have been labeled medical misinformation, and doctors would be subject to punishment from from the California Medical Board. It should be obvious that keeping the government out of science and medicine in particular is what's best. California's bill is a spiteful piece of legislation and nothing more, because the government and their so-called medical professionals got it wrong. The CDC has admitted it now, among others, because California made the catastrophic decision to lock their citizens down with autocratic authority, even when it was very obvious that it was unnecessary at best. Government injecting itself into medicine is autocratic whether you support it or you don't. The autocrat on, as Joe Biden would say, your team is still an autocrat, even if you can't see it. The autocrat on the other team is just an autocrat that is easier to identify. You're up, Corey. Your your mic's off. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is um, the the practice of medicine is over. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now it's well, we're not practicing anymore. Now we just know the answers. Well, it's we're just, not allowed to question. We're not allowed to try different things. We're not allowed to try to throw the kitchen sink at things. The thing it's the, the thing that's so frustrating about it is it's not even like this is a fucking ballot initiative. Right. It's not even like the, the people of California don't even get to vote on it. Yep. No, if you're a doctor and you say things that we don't agree with, you lose your license. That's all this is. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's and 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 uh Shitsbushio said it. And and you said this I think during our show meeting. It's like you read your mind. Doctors will be leaving California. Like yeah, how, how just, many how many great doctors do you think there are in California? I'm sure there's Hundreds, thousands, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Would you want to be practicing medicine in California if you're a doctor right now? No. <laughs> I mean, get the hell out because of Because really good doctors take chances. Did you ever see the show House? I was, <laughs> I was literally just going to say the same fucking thing. You ever seen House? House has now been removed from whatever platform it's on in California. so that In, in California only. Idea. In California yeah, we're only. Not, we're not going to allow this. So that people don't get the wrong idea. Yeah. People they don't want people thinking that's what science really is. It's not. <laughs> that show's so stupid. It's always the same show. It's always the same show. House just makes things worse and then like Eureka has our moment where he cures everything. Yeah, he's he's always there and everyone's like he comes in and he goes, Well, I think it might be this and everyone's like, You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and then he ends up almost losing his fucking license and then all this shit happens and then all of a sudden, oh my god. Magnesium actually did. It was rabies the whole time. <laughs> uh, it's such a it's such a bad show. And no, but at the same time, though, let's let's think about that premise. Like that's what practicing medicine is. One hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. The show might have had a shitty writer because it was a syndicated show. They had a shoestring budget that night. As soon as their main actor who played House got like. Like a, became a house 
whole name, all of the whole, all the budget for the whole show went to his salary and nothing else. So like the plot writers were getting paid in peanuts. So sure. The show itself was kind of fucky, but like, that's the premise of fucking medicine. Another one you should have added to that was the fact that in the 1800s, when midwives, there was, I think it was Harvard. It was one of like the most prestigious colleges. The doctors who were doing experiments on cadavers to figure out body anatomy were also doing uh, uh, childbirth. And so they were touching dead bodies and they weren't washing their hands. And then they were doing childbirth. And that, and then at the same time in the same hospital, midwives who weren't fucking with the cadavers were also doing childbirth. And the, the, uh, the mother and baby mort- uh, mortality rate with the doctors who were supposed to be professionals was, was like higher. 10 times what it was yeah. the midwives. And it was because they were getting bacteria on their hands and they were putting in their fucking hands inside of moms and killing the mothers and the babies. And the midwives were fine because they weren't just digging the inside of a dead decomposing body. And when they said, well, maybe we need to wash hands. People were disparaged and people were cast out as fucking witchcraft. Fucking. Well, it's like, the way I'm sure pseudoscience. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about California's medical board, but I, I am going to go ahead and assume that the Hippocratic Oath of do no harm is the number one thing that all doctors go by everywhere throughout the entire country. I'm just going to assume that. But Cal- it's like do no harm intentionally. If you're trying to help someone and what you do accidentally hurts them, then you know what? It sucks, but your trial and error might save the lives of millions of people. But what I, what I was going to say is like at at best this bill is just unnecessary. I think it's harmful, but at best it's useless. I at I'm, worst, I'm, going, it's harmful. I'm going to assume the, the like the California Medical Board knows what the fuck it's doing, knows how to uh punish its doctors that don't do a very good job. Like, why in the fuck does California's uh, Congress get to get get to make laws about what makes a good or a bad doctor? Unless there's, and, and I don't like this guy, but at least he was a doctor. Unless it's full of Rand Pauls, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? Right. It's, Which it's not. We it's, know California's not. We know that California, because of like, there's a lot of rich people that live there. California probably has some of the best doctors in the nation. Did, at least. It's absolutely because good doctors want to practice medicine. Good doctors are getting into it because they want to try things and do things. Like no one wants to be a doctor and try to and not be innovative, unless I guess they want to move to a place like New Laws with California. I know. Well, as far as I know, as of this broadcast on uh, September 1st, um, Gavin Newsom hasn't really put out an opinion on this that I've been able to see. I'm really, really hoping it gets struck down, but let's be honest, it's California. It's California. Speaking of California. Ah, they have at least one good, semi-good idea for renewable energy. Yes, we just shit on California because they always have terrible ideas. Now we're going to give them some credit. Do often, but we are going to give them some credit on this one. So right now, California, they're working on a pilot project. So California has, I think, what is it? Uh, let me see if I can find it. Where are we at here? California has um, 
like I think it's like forty thousand feet or forty thousand or four thousand miles of canals for irrigation for their farms and stuff like that. So they're just a bunch of ditches dug with water running through it to all their different farms. So what they're gonna do right now, it's a pilot project. They're only covering like roughly a mile and a half of uh, their canals. But what they're doing is they're covering the canals basically like an awning, you know, with solar panels. Now, what this is going to do is these solar panels are going to block the canals from the sun. Uh, they're going to like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just read, I was reading Aubrey's thing. You're butchering it. Uh, yeah. So what, what, so what California is going to do is all of their, their, all of their miles of canals. They have water that run to, to all the different agricultural fields to water their plants and their agriculture. They're going to cover it with solar panels as like an awning to block the sun from getting into the canal, which will help mitigate evaporation of the water from the direct sunlight. And the lack of sunlight will keep the canals from growing too much vegetation that hurts pumps that pump water into the fields. It's water that it's plants that will also absorb water to, to help that will like take water away from the water that's supposed to go to the irrigation plants to water the agriculture and it will create a shit like not a shit ton but like there's uh let me see if i can find it it was like 13 gigawatts of energy per year so they're covering the canals with solar panels to create energy which is great it's a renewable energy source that's great it's and then this renewable energy source is also going to help protect water from being evaporated that they badly need and it's going to help them lower their costs on maintaining all of their farm equipment that might get clogged up and fucked with with this vegetation. Can I? So it's a win, I, win, 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 win. Is it? Can I? Can I shit on? Can I shit on your little circle jerk with California right now for just a second? Can I just? It's not necessarily California. It's just a pragmatic idea of how to use renewable energy and then coinciding it with uh, making agriculture and their products more efficient. I'm going to get poop in your mouth, though. You, I dare you to try to put poop in my mouth. <laughs> try to put poop in my mouth, Dan. Where, See what uh, happens. Where are the solar panels going to come from? Oh, probably China. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's caveats to it. Let's, let's talk about where the solar panels are made. Let's talk about what we do with them <laughs> after they go bad. Let's talk about sure. the inefficiency of government to actually complete a project. Right, yeah, right now they're doing on one everything. mile. Every, but I, it's just, Every time Corey tries to bring up good news, I always have to shit on it. It's just the way, that's our relationship now, Corey. I'm sorry, it's You should go. see him. He, Dan just finds the shittiest thing in every single thing. <laughs> What's He's funny is I'm, home. I'm actually a really pleasant guy in person. He's just at home just hating everything. <laughs> it's what gives me pleasure. Schadenfreude. Oh, oh okay, okay, so... Uh, Schizo just said he'd rather have cheap nuclear power. So, Schizo, you're going to have to give Biden some props on this one, actually. And I was going to bring this up. Oh, yeah, that's In right. In the new bill, when it comes to renewable energy, it's about the carbon offsets. It's not about the renewable energy itself, but something to be considered renewable. It's about the offset of how much carbon you're putting out. And nuclear actually falls under that. So we might actually start seeing a boom in nuclear power. Because Dan and myself also heavily agree with the idea that nuclear power is the way to go. 
it, it's at least the way to go, great, because like the people that shit on nuclear power are like, well, it can be dangerous, and it, of course, yes, it can be. It's and but we've talked about the statistics, like the amount of people that have died from nuclear power versus the versus amount of people that have died gas from, or... from fossil fuels, and it's it's not it's not even close. So yeah, is there a possible? Are there possibilities of, like huge accidents happening? Yeah, they're very very small, but I think you got to go nuclear at least until you figure out better yeah. ways to do renewables because i'm and all grandpa, for renewables grandpa too. joe's administration at least acknowledges that but aren't you yeah aren't you aren't you for renewables as well but the, the only difference is absolutely i'm for renewables in this type of situation like what california is doing but, i'm not an idiot that wants to put a cart in front of the horse because california right now is trying to ban uh com- internal combustion engines meanwhile they can't power but they don't even have any fucking power where it's like, imagine at six o'clock when everybody's plugging in their powered car on a 220 volt at the same fucking time. Yeah. What the fuck's going to happen? Like, I, I'm all like, for I getting want- away from fossil fuels, but let's do it in a pragmatic way. And what California is doing in this instance, I think are steps that we see that could go towards that. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm all. Because we talked even- a couple months back. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but we talked a couple months, like maybe a month or two back about how they were talking about using solar panels on actual pastures for sheep because it keeps the grass greener and then they don't have to worry about trying to maintain the grass underneath them because they eat it and it keeps their wool cleaner like remember we were talking about that a little bit like 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 i like solar panels being used in the idea of a fucking awning to it's like it's already going to take up space anyways why not get something out of it I like innovation like that. The thing that drives me nuts about the climate activists, and I think honestly, I would consider myself a climate activist, right? Like I, 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 I recognize that you know, uh, climate change is real. I, I mean, we can we can argue and debate about how bad it is and how 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 long until it's irreversible. But like, there's I think most Americans agree that it's real, right? It's it's really just a matter of semantics on how bad it is. Like, did we fuck up by not changing things twenty years ago? Versus, do we still have fifty years to get this thing right, or is it somewhere in the middle? And I I, I look at things like renewables, and I go, I am so for the, the like the research and developing the technology. I feel that way about electric cars as well. I and meanwhile, I think California's idea of of literally banning the sale. Of combustion cars by what it what it was at twenty thirty five I think I think that's just a ridiculous thing to say like you can say that it's a goal that's fantastic but you have you have to acknowledge the fact that the technology just isn't there for you to be making these types of promises I am all for continuing the research I'm all for making these batteries last longer you know finding ways to use less less of the rare earth minerals so that we can make more of them, you know, finding ways to make solar more efficient and honestly less dirty. Everybody thinks that solar is like this super clean right. energy and it's, it's and not as clean as you think it is because you have to replace these solar panels and guess where they go right in the fucking dump. Right. I'm all right. for making wind energy more efficient, all of it. Like, but it's not there yet. And the way to bridge us from fossil fuels to renewables is nuclear. I just don't understand how that can't be obvious to everyone. And that might have a lot to do with lobbying and fossil fuel industry having a big stake in money. Well, th- now you just shit on my parade. Thanks, Corey. Sorry. 
<laughs> it goes back to what you're saying about big tobacco. I love big tobacco. Being in being in bed with the health industry. I only smoke. But yeah, I like and that's, I like to see things cigars, like this Corey. because, like, I I picture us in a perfect world to where we're using space more productively. Yeah, and I, and I don't like. Think, I don't I'm think all just, down. Like, if we still need combustible engines and we still need fossil fuels to create the byproducts to make plastics and things like that, sure. But let's minimize it and let's use space more ergonomically to where we have canals covered by solar panels, to where we have turbines catching the uh, the currents of waves and on rivers, and then we use nuclear energy, like. Honestly, it's a mix of all of it. The fossil fuels aren't going away. They make our plastics. We can get away from plastics. Sure, let's do things more like let's get back to using metal and wood for more things. I'm down for that. Plastics aren't broken down. Mm-hmm. But I'm all, like I said, I'm all for reducing our carbon footprint. But we live in a world that's real. We live in a reality that all these people are bitching about all this stuff that we just cut it off. We'd be back in the dark ages. Yeah, they would knock us the back two hundred years. At the end of the day, you like, wouldn't go back to whale oil. You still need energy. Like we still have to have a bridge. And right now, we're going to need to use fossil fuels to bridge us into nuclear, and we're going to need nuclear to bridge us into whatever whatever the renewable right. solution I'd, is. <laughs> I'd rather see our power grid. Like right now, our power grid is fossil fuels. With renewable energy supplementing it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a transition away from that to where it's like our, our our power grid is like maybe nuclear power with these other renewable energy things supplementing it. If that makes sense. Because if we have a constant source like nuclear power, then we can get to things like putting batteries in people's houses to where we can fo- we can rely more on wind and solar to power these batteries and that like the fallback is something that has way less fucking carbon emissions on our planet yeah and and that that's not to say you hear that, that Corey's getting his teeth brushed oh is he hates it doesn't i know that's what it is oh he fucking hates it a little cory jr hates the uh hates the teeth brushing <laughs> yeah he does he hates his teeth being brushed he hates his teeth being brushed he's not vaxxed Oh. And he doesn't like masks. Oh, he's. I think my son is a he's mega, mega Republican. He's a mega Republican. I'm gonna pick, have to have an intervention. You're gonna have to kick him out. You got to kick him yeah, out. He's three. He's three. But you have to, you have to you have to kick him out and sever all ties. That's the only yeah. way. Tell him to tie. Him, tell him to pull himself up by his bootstraps, but don't give him any boots. <laughs> like you're on your own, you fuck. Who are you kidding? The boots he wears don't have any straps anyway. He wears Crocs, but they're in sport mode. Anyway, because they fall off if he doesn't. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? I will, Dan. You know what? Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is podpage.com slash libservative, and we can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pod, and you can find our transcripts at Libservative Podcast at WordPress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepodcastgmail.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Give us a review on your podcast platform, and uh, make sure to follow this stuff because, like, we do po- we do stream and post our podcast weekly. But on our Instagram and Facebook, we're posting different little 
memes and stuff like that, like virtually every day. And if you come, so come join and be a part of the conversation because it actually influences our show at the end of the week to where like, if you want to like help be a part of the show and guide, like what we talk about post on our comment on our, the different things we talk about, because things that do get a lot of like people talking about it, we're like, okay, well our audience obviously cares about this. So we talk about it. And uh, we'll do special thanks today for uh, Schizo on Twitch. For all the commentary, we'll thank Aubrey and as always. And Bright Nice for always nice. being here. And Aubrey's always here. Always being here. And uh and, and Tav, uh yeah, we love you guys. And then uh if you if you are if you aren't mentioned, keep commenting on the show. Uh we love you guys and uh Yeah, it helps put the show in a different direction. It puts us it keeps us on our toes. Like these like people will say things that like make our minds spin and add a different perspective to a conversation we didn't plan on having. So we love it. We enjoy that stuff. Until next time, he's been Corey Walsh. And he has been Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative, and we are out of here. We the people cannot stand that.